That is how we you talk to each you other. Don't need that Celsius. Are you sure? No. Celsius is so good for you. <laughs> Do your commercial. I drink Celsius <laughs> to stay awake and out of prison. Welcome to the Elite Life Podcast. With your hosts, Trisha and Kylie. Here, we guide you on a journey of personal and professional transformation. Revealing the secrets to success. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we unlock the doors to the elite world of growth, grit, and grace. So, let's dive in. Welcome, 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 <laughs> friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. I'm Trish, and here me here with me, as always, is my amazing co-host Kylie. And today we have what? a phenomenal guest joining us. Yay, Jill! I'm so excited for you to be here, Jill. Let's say the last name. Bujija. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name? Can Bujaya. we? Bujaya. Bujaya. I like Bujija. Uh, yeah. Like, did you did you guys ever see? You probably didn't because you didn't have your Ali your G? girls are too young and you didn't have girls. But there used to be the Powerpuff Girls and there was a bad guy on there that was Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. And I think that's why I now say Bujija. Well, every time I say your name, I think of. Ali G. Booyakasha! <laughs> Let us go. Well, Jill is the top producing realtor at Elite Realty for 2023. Absolutely. And she is also a patient care technician on the mother baby unit at Trinity Health Hospital. So she gets to bring life into the world and then house it too. <laughs> like, you're like a superhero. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Do you do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. <laughs> I didn't give Jill a spot to say hi. You I didn't. Know. I'm just like, this is the kind of show. Welcome. Well, you're nicely. Well, on top <laughs> of all of that, um, she's also balancing her roles as a devoted baseball mom to her son, Marcus, who's now playing in college. Woo-hoo. Plus... She's deeply involved in charity work with Poet Animal Rescue. That's where we got Tigger from. So yes. I love you for that. Um, we're thrilled to unpack your journey here for our listeners. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Elite Life Podcast, Jill. We're so excited you're here. Um, <laughs> now that we've established that we're excited Jill is here. Yes. And Kylie right. is drinking Celsius, which she doesn't need. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get started in real estate? What brought you to the baby delivery world? Like, take us to little baby Jill and bring us to today. <laughs> So I always wanted to be a nurse all through my life. So um, after high school, I got into the healthcare industry. And then I had Marcus and wanted something with a little more flexibility in the jobs instead of working 12 hours a day um, and having to figure out childcare. So got into real estate in 2005 when he was two years old. Um, so that I could kind of be there for him when he grew up and go to all the baseball games and um, do the co-op preschools and be the room mom and, you know, be fully <laughs> fully on board with all that. So, um, yeah, I got into that. And I then I kind of missed the healthcare side because I had left that. Um, so then I decided to go back contingent. Um, so that's where... I kind of ended up at uh, Trinity Health Ann Arbor, also known as St. Joe's to everyone. Um, So I kind of love that. Um, I was formerly on a cardiology unit. 
uh, which kind of puts stress on you and you deal with in the end of life. It's and not as fun. No. No, no. You are there, and I held many hands at the end that did not Aww. have family Aww. and having to do that, so that weighs on your heart and mind yeah. and body. So yeah. that's why I kind of needed the change and left. Um, and then now I'm on the fun side. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, Real estate's stressful, and then, like, being on the end of life was stressful. Like, you had to – yeah, that would not be – Yeah, you kind of have to go into a separate world in your mind to be in those rooms. And now you look back and you're like, how did I do that? You just did. You just have to. Well, I think it takes a special person to – step up and step in because there, like you said, there are people out there who unfortunately, for whatever reason, don't have family or friends who can be there to comfort them at the end. And I mean, fact of life, we're all going to get there someday. Um, And I think it takes a really special person like you to step into that spot and just play that role for them and be able to pack that in a box and go home. And I'm pretty sure you probably hugged everybody extra tight on those days. (laughs) Absolutely. So, like, was there – you said you always wanted to be a nurse. Did you, like, see one on TV? Like, what was the inspiration behind that? Did you have a mentor or somebody in your family? Or what brought that idea to Baby Jill? No. My parents were both Lutheran school teachers, so I grew up with that. Um, My mom actually wanted to be a nurse before she got into the teaching. Um, So kind of still had that caring attitude. And um, I was – my one of my fun stories is when I was four years old, um, I was a wild child at my babysitter's house and my friend was outside. You weren't wild. Yes. <laughs> I do not know how it happened, but my friend was outside and I decided to run full force through the door wall. Oh. oh. Um, did not know it wasn't open. That is oh. was my blonde moment. And... <laughs> So my mother was teaching, and my babysitter had to rush me to the school. Little did I know, four-year-old Jill, that I was going into shock at that (sighs) point. Um, Took me to Oakwood, and I'm singing Jesus Loves Me as I'm in the x-ray booth, and I guess everybody could hear me in the waiting room. Um, And I came out unscathed with just a cut on my hand and a cut on my leg, and for whatever reason... I was spared that day. Oh, my <laughs> Jesus God. Jesus loves you. Yes, exactly. Yep. 100%. So, and then I went through eye surgeries. Um, we have the wonderful lazy eye, which we did many surgeries when I was a baby, and many tonsillectomies and tubes in the ears. So I was a fun child. The but you had a lot of experience. Yeah, so. you were around the medical yes. field. And yeah. you've seen that they helped you, and they probably, when you're younger, because I also have the lazy eye and did yeah. multiple eye surgeries, just like Jill, yes. um, and was in the doctors a lot. And then I went to U of M to be, want to be a doctor. So it's probably like that same vibe. You're around yes. like all those people that are taking care of you and making you feel good and helping you to get better. And then it's like, oh, I want to be one of yes. these people. <laughs> yeah. I want to care for people. 
call and be there during their tough time. Yeah. So, but now you get to have like the babies. Like, did just a job open up, or you were like, "This is I want to like go in." Yeah, I always wanted to do OB. You know, deliver the babies, and uh, this job opened up, and I kind of like this better. I mm-hmm. get them after <laughs> they're delivered, right? And then we get to snuggle them. So Aww. we still have some of the OB nurses come over and like, "Let's see the baby. How are you guys doing the next day?" Because they don't really get to snuggle babies and mm-hmm. and see that point they're just bring them out and pass them on <laughs> so is that how it works so after the baby's born you come in do you do the testing and all of that stuff yeah so at ann arbor um labor and delivery and mother baby is separate so you deliver your baby you stay for the two or three hours afterwards for recovery and then you transfer over to us for the rest of your stay okay so yeah then i do the testing getting up the c-section moms and then do all the baby testing give the little babies their first bath oh that's so cool (laughs) so i know you said you did you got into real estate like shifting gears back to real estate um for the flexibility did you know somebody in real estate what kind of like how did that bug bite you um actually Lino, my husband (laughs) said well why don't we get our real estate license something secondary for him because he was working at ford at the time and then you know something with a little more flexibility for me Mm. sure let's do it and i'm the one that did it and passed the test and he didn't so here i am (laughs) do you know how often that happens like our our new recruit kim bazi that's her same story like and her husband worked at ford's too you guys have like the same story like yep we're gonna go do it together and then the wife gets it and the husband's like yeah no i'm good all set here (laughs) oh see ryan and i took it together because i was like i have this vision of us being this super real estate power couple right and so he went i went through it i took my test i passed on the first try praise to jesus i didn't get any math questions and so he went through he failed his first try and i was like you just we just spent this money for the course like we just you just went through all of it you went through stars academy like you're not quitting and he's like no i'm not quitting so he spent the next two weeks just straight there was no fishing videos there were no hunting videos on youtube it was just straight studying and then he went and he passed and now he's running a maintenance business (laughs) (laughs) that's all right so like obviously managing two very demanding and different careers is like no small feat like share with our audience if you can like some of the insights on how you kind of balance your time and energy between the two of them have my written schedule down. Um, I am old school. I have to have my written calendar. I can't trust my phone to tell me what I need to do each day. Stupid phones. I know. (laughs) So I have to write it down. That way I know who's going where and when and what I'm doing each day. Mm -hmm. We even have a write on board so I can, you know, make my task list and wake up in the morning. Okay, now I'm going to Ann Arbor today. Okay, now I'm at the office. And then I can schedule the showings around that and then just keeping organized with your schedule (laughs) organization is definitely definitely everything (laughs) so how do you so this is one thing you know at my house my husband is technologically disinclined god bless him and um i'm i'm on trisha's boat i am all about the google calendar um he's like what's for dinner i'm like it's on the google calendar well what are the kids doing well it's on the google calendar i'm like look at the google i color code this shit (laughs) um so how do you communicate with the rest of your household since you have a paper calendar is it just 
it's on the paper calendar. So we have all the baseball schedules, the work schedules, meetings, everything on the paper schedule. And then we have a write on board that's up in the kitchen okay. that just has this week's schedule that I fill in every Sunday Beautiful. night. Okay, and even Marcus's class schedule is on there, so we know when he's coming and going. We have my work when he's dropping on there. off his laundry. I know. Okay. <laughs> yes, when I have to feed the child. <laughs> Influx in of dirty dishes coming on Tuesday. Right, right. Exactly. Tuesdays are his long day. Praise Jesus. So he will not be home till ten o'clock tonight. Aww. <laughs> so. The handy dandy whiteboard man. I'm I telling know. you, have that because that was one of. The the conflicts in the household like I don't know what you're doing yeah. each day so therefore our compromise was getting the right on board so that way whatever we're doing it's on the whiteboard for the week mm -hmm. and so that way you know if I'm not home look at the whiteboard okay you're working today right <laughs> okay you're at the showing for the day wait a minute she's supposed to be here is she in a trunk somewhere right. exactly. that's why the whiteboard is important yes yeah so we know when to start looking for or life 360 so you can stalk each other see that's one thing like when we started real estate um it was a non-negotiable I feel very uncomfortable there have been a couple days where like I've been showing down in Detroit and I have no service for whatever reason going down like the lodge I have zero service in that area for whatever reason and so my life 360 doesn't work so it makes me very nervous and anxious when Ryan doesn't know where I'm at you know um so that's definitely if you get life 360 yeah life 360 in your family is super important like we've utilized it before where um me and Dave were in Vegas for a convention for growth I love Con, this story and Trent had a hockey game down in Detroit and like he calls us and his GPS wasn't working but we could see him on life 360 so we were able from Vegas to be like, okay, turn right, go up two streets, turn left, and like get him out of Detroit. Yeah, because getting out of Detroit, if you if you don't drive around down there often, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, there are so many just like one ways this way, you know. And I grew up in Waterford and White Lake, so I'm not a city driver at all. Ever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So like being the top producer last year, were you able to um, do you utilize like your not like use your position at the hospital, but are you able to tap that network to get clients and leads? Like, do you want to talk a little bit about how you like marry the two at all? <laughs> she yes. gets those new mothers up like, hey, I know you just had a baby, so right. you're probably going to need some more space. Let's Here's my card. Let's turn that two bedroom into a three bedroom. <laughs> right. How big's your house? Yeah. <laughs> you are Catholic. You are being fruitful and having lots of <laughs> Are you up to the white Econoline van yet? <laughs> So. Yeah, whatever they come and pick her up in the yes. wheelchair in, you're <laughs> yep. going to judge what kind of house they're Right, exactly. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I've used a position not for patients because um, we can't really cross that. Right, right, right. Um, I've brought it up if it's in conversation. I love talking to people, obviously, so I'm in the room a lot talking to the parents. And so if they ask or kind of, you know, how long have you worked here, blah, blah, blah. And, I you can find ways to fit it in. That in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, mostly a lot of the business from the hospital aspect is from the nursing staff. Right. Um, from the people that I work with. They obviously see my worth, work ethic at the hospital. Um, so they know I'm a hard worker there and kind of my positive attitude and, and you know, really working to get things done for people. So they trusted me to um, kind of help them 
on that housing purchase as well. Yeah, I love that. And I ask it because like we've had um, people come into the office, like there was a woman I'm thinking of that was Rachel's friend and she was like, well, and and I believe she was in nursing as well. And she was like, you know, I, I, I'm doing this nursing gig. Like, I don't know if there's a point to me getting my real estate license. Like I was going to get it, but I don't think you can do it part time. And I'm like, actually, Doctors and nurses need houses, big houses. (laughs) It's actually very perfect for somebody, like if you're a listener and you have another full-time career like Jill um, or any of our other agents like Wendy Pachota, she's a teacher, Becky Montre, she's a teacher. Like you can have another full-time career and be able to get clients from that career. Like you were, I love what you said. Like they see me work hard. They see my ethic. They know I'm going to do a good job. And so they can entrust me to take care of them and help them find a house because like how many days a week do you usually work in the nursing situation right now? Two days a week Two and a week. I love my shift. I work at 6.30 in the morning until 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Boom. Beautiful. Yeah, and everybody asks me like, how do you do both? Well, because I'm wearing my nursing hat until 3 o'clock, then I can still field emails and phone calls. I can slip into the break room or on my break. I'm, you know, they're all laughing at me because I'm half eating, half responding to emails, doing Setting up like showings. That. Exactly. <laughs> and then after three, then I come home, I change, and then I'm in front of the computer until whatever time need be with my real estate hat on. Or if I have showings, you know, they all laugh. I either change at work depending on the time or go home and change and freshen up and <laughs> get ready. Then I'm the realtor hat. Yeah. And so. I, your family does a great job of um, being in your corner too. I can remember a couple years where like you got tons of clients from Lino's job yes. too. Yeah. So um, I love that, that everybody is like, you know, Jill's, Jill's your girl. She's going to take good care of you. Yeah. A couple of my sellers right now that are pending are from his work. Love that, that people that, you know, he blasts on his Facebook and at work that, you know, hey, my wife's a realtor. She'll take care of you. And then I also do that program for the first responders. So it's an added bonus. Like, hey, Jill, will cover your compliance fee if you work with her. And so that's just out of my pocket, you know, for helping the first responders. And that in turn, you give a little, you get a little. Yeah. And I love that you do that program. Go ahead and, and just, I know you kind of mentioned it, but go yeah. ahead and tell our listeners exactly what that involves. So first time, or for the first responders, um, for the police, fire, for the nursing staff, uh, basically our $595 compliance fee, um, I will go ahead and pay out of my commission at closing as a thank you to them for being a hometown hero and for helping those around us. I love that. I love it. And then remember also Elite Realty Shameless Plug for us all always covers anybody who is a veteran or active military duty. We always cover your um, administrative fee as well. So you will always see that $595 credit on your closing disclosure too. So back to Jill. (laughs) Um, Kind of shifting gears. One big thing in your life, if you look at your Facebook or if you know you at all, is Poet Animal Rescue. So talk to us a little bit about like your passion for that and how you got into it and how you kind of integrate that into your schedule because it's almost like a third job for you. Right. So if you look at my Facebook, all you see is dogs and then nobody's mad about that. Right. Everybody yells at me, would you stop posting the beautiful, cute dogs? No. I can't stand it anymore. Not ever. (laughs) Because one of my things is to find every cute little dog a home and you know, going back to that caring attitude and then compassion, 
us all as dog owners know dog spelled backwards is God. (laughs) Then who is the only one that greets you at the front door and is happy to see you and doesn't have that attitude? It's your dog. I've heard the joke. It was like, if you want to know who loves you most, uh, lock your wife and your dog in your trunk for an hour and see how they respond when you open the trunk again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I know. My kids are always like, you're so happy to see the dogs when you get home. I'm like, if you stood by the door wiggling your butt, maybe I'd be more happy to see you too. Exactly. And kept your mouth shut and didn't have opinions and was happy. Yes. Yeah, and just loving the rescue world, and it's just so rewarding when you're there and you just see the look in their eye knowing that they're saved and that they've been in a bad situation. How do you not just bring them all to your house? um, Lino tells me no. Okay, that's good. So I send him pictures all the time. How about this one? I need land. I need, we need to save them all. No, Jill. We're at the Canton limit, which we have camp. three already. So. I didn't even know there were city limits on how many dogs you can have. Yes. If you want to be a good person and license them, then there's city limits. Unless you are a dog fancier and have more than two acres, and then you can have a kennel and well, how, how many Frenchies can I have? See, I know. See, <laughs> Ryan sent wait. me this Facebook meme, and it was at, at the top. It said, if I win the lottery, I'm not telling anyone. And the picture was just like all these beautiful yes. pit bulls just <laughs> smiling at the camera. And it said, but there will be signs. Yes. His, yep. Yeah. His plan is if we win the lottery, we're just driving straight north to buy a big piece of land, and we're emptying every single dog shelter on the way up. Yes. I love it. I love it. So you have these two careers. You have the charity work you do. um, But also, like, one of the greatest joys, of course, we always love being sports moms. So talk a little bit about how you kind of integrate being a baseball mom, because that's a huge piece of your life, too. And you get to travel, and I'll let you talk about all of that. Right. Obviously, with real estate, that is great flexibility. So you have the game schedules on the calendar, and you know, hey, can't do showings at this time. We have a game. Or being a baseball mom, our phones run our lives, so I can be sitting there and doing work while I'm at the game. And, you know, people are saying, why are you here? I thought you're supposed to be working. Well, because real estate, you have the availability to work from your phone, to work from the sidelines. And so you can do that. And I've loved being able to be there. And even though your child may not tell you, they love that you're there too. Yeah. Um, even as they get older and that's in their memories. I mean, I remember my parents being there at my softball games and, you know, you remember that even though you may not express it to your parents. And so that's one of their great memories that you want to make too. And just being able to travel and, you know, as you probably know, that some of the greatest conversations with your child is on those car rides yeah. to and from games that your teenager will actually open up to you and talk with you because you're stuck in the car. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So. I'm not listening to your trap rap and you don't want to listen to my country, so right. we're going to chat. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. <laughs> and all the wonderful places you get to go and everybody asks you during the summer, what vacations are you going to have? Well, let's check the baseballs. okay this year we're going here at least you get to go warm places you like get to go to florida a lot yeah she's like i we did hockey we went to wisconsin and minnesota yeah 
In Canada. In Canada. We got to go to Cooperstown, New York. So, what was your um, what's been your favorite baseball trip so far? Cooperstown. Yeah, that was a week long. You get to go to the baseball Hall of Fame. Um, the boys get to stay in an old army barrack. They have Ooh. like it's a Did whole. Did they love there. that? Yes. By the end of the week, you did not want to go in the, the army barrack. Um, there was no air conditioning there. Uh, so they just had the fans going in the windows. So, you know, all those boys in one little army barrack, how that smelled by the end so of the week. So baseball boys in yes. the yes. Boys so are gross. We got to stay separate and then go into the park. And it also taught them responsibility and stuff because they had to make sure that their uniforms got washed and that they went and ate and the coaches were in charge of them. And, you know, then just seeing it was short fence fields. They're 12 years old. You can only go when you're 12 or under um, and just seeing the home runs. And then they have a little store that will engrave their name on all that. So we got that. And I got like hand cast of his hand holding one of the balls in there. So I still have that. That's for so 12-year-old cool. hand. Oh, I love the <laughs> That is great. Okay, you're sharing stories. And in real estate, we have lots and lots of stories. Give us either like, and you could give us both like your craziest real estate story or like your favorite real estate story. And they could be the same or they could be different. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what is this show rated? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, craziest was probably the lady um, that went to buy the co-op and gave us the wrong name license and she had actually changed her name. She had lived there before and was not one of the people that they liked. Mm. So she went and moved out, moved on, came back. I didn't know her, so I show her the place, get her in there. She had a whole different name and license. They did not find out until closing when she was there and showed her license and all that, that this was the same lady that caused all the issues before. So they didn't approve, the co-op didn't approve her to move in? They had to because it was a different name (laughs) and that they had approved it under the different name. So she slid under the radar on that one. And then I had to send one of our other former realtors to the closing yeah. um, to help out with that and I do remember that. that yeah I do remember that that was wild like how do you navigate that because yeah. and how do you love a co-op so much that you change your name so you can go live there right. again like, I know zero people who love co-ops that much right yeah that's so super funny and crazy <laughs> oh we could all write a memoir probably of some of the things we see I think I like the murder house story that Trisha tells. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) The murder house is good. I'm still, I feel like, fresh enough to where I've only collected a couple of really good stories, but... Yeah, you go into the Jeffrey Dahmer basements. You have people ask you what they're thinking of this. You're like, I don't know. Throw my hands up on that one. No, it's like, what is that? Is that? Is that? I'm like, oh, that's not blood. That's uh, mineral deposits. Yeah, (laughs) that's what that is. Russ. Yes. Are we? Are we writing on this one? Let's buy this one. 
and showing in Detroit when you first start out and some of these vacant homes that the back door is open. You're like, should I go in here? I'm 20 something. And is this a great idea? Or you open the door and you see the rats inside, you know, already from the front window or you open the door and step back to make sure nothing runs out at you. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always some fun days. Well, my next question was going to be, what would you tell somebody who's interested in getting in the real estate industry? Buy a gun. (laughs) Buy a gun. Seriously, with a husband in in law enforcement, uh, that was the number one thing. Yep. When you are going into a vacant home by yourself, you want to make sure that you are protected. Not that you are, you know, sticking it out in your pocket and showing it to everyone. Just it always makes you feel a little bit better just to have a little something, something on your hip and know that you are protected if need be. And just using your own self-consciousness going, okay, I'm not feeling great about this. Always make sure there's an exit strategy um, for basements or wherever. I love it. Well, let's take a quick pause before we come back and ask Jill the fun questions. The fun questions. You don't want to miss those, friends. Did you know that over 80% of real estate agents call it quits within their first year in the business? It's a staggering statistic, but at MyStarsAcademy.com, we're here to change that narrative. Our expert-based training and coaching program caters to both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator Program is your key to leveling up your real estate business. Learn how to generate a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into loyal clients, and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts bring years of proven success to the table and provide one-on-one coaching to help you achieve structure and work-life balance. We'll map out a plan for you to follow, guiding you through the steps to scale and grow both in your business and personal life. Don't become another statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today to pave the way for your future success. And we're bound! back with Jill and Kylie and my lack of filter that <laughs> makes Trisha uncomfortable there are, I mean if you guys know us if you tune in often enough if you watch our YouTube shows you will catch those be- I'm gonna make a compilation compilation one day of all the times I'd said something and you did not know what to do next it's you guys great. need the sound bites so you can just have that on there exactly <laughs> so, so <Jill. laughs> we are talking to Jill Bujajajaja and jill is filling us in on how she does all of the things the real estate things the nursing baby things the baseball mom things the rescuing dog things and we're just exhausted listening to her do all the things (laughs) true american hero female gi joe amen just trying to be like trish so So the energizer bunny we (laughs) we come to the place in the interview where we ask the fun qu- are we are we ready for fun questions? Yeah, that's fine. Is there I, any more serious stuff that we should talk about? No. Is there anything serious? else you want to share with the world? No. Who's serious? <laughs> I'm not serious. No, you are you are you are super fun, which is why we vibe so hard. All right, Trisha, you get your fun question in first. If you could go back and give teenage Jill advice, remember her, what advice would it be? To trust your instincts and to 
trust what the Lord has for you and don't go on your own understanding and your own decisions. That's a good one. Life will be easier if you're not an idiot. That's right. That's exactly. what that comes down don't to. Don't make decisions until your frontal cortex is fully developed. Right. And have your fun before Life 360 comes in. <laughs> right. And the internet and social media. Right. Oh. Before you can be tracked. <laughs> and trash. I thought you were going to say then you can be trash. Don't yeah. be trash. Don't be trash. Right. Um, so usually we say if you could be any animal, what would you be? You'd probably be a dog. Would you be a dog? Yes. Okay. So that question's answered. Um, you just put that in. Maybe it wouldn't have been a dog. Would it be a dog? It would be a dog. Okay, what kind of dog specifically? Um, it would a be a boxer. Po- a boxer. Those are the. Best. Are you gonna let her respond, Celsius lady? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Guy was over here like I'm ready to run to my earth. I'm let's go, Trish. You ready? <laughs> it's the the Jill interview that Kylie talks over. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. I love pitties now. I have two boxer pity mixes. Oh. You put together two silly, crazy Velcro dog breeds, and you have the best dogs. I was sitting on the couch this morning drinking coffee, and I always have to have a hippo next to me underneath the covers because she'll scratch at that until you let her underneath the covers. You know, they're just like little free humans. I love it. So for people who don't know about pet adoption, because I don't know anything about pet adoption, how does that work? Like if I'm just a regular human and I'm like, you know what, now I want a dog, what do I do? So you find one of the great posts that I post every single day on the cute dogs, and then you fill out the adoption application from whatever rescue it is. And the great thing about the animal rescues is they will actually weed through all of the applications. They actually have foster homes that are housing the dogs while they're waiting for a new home. Um, So they are learning about their temperament, their characteristics. Are they good with other dogs? They're good with cats and children, you know, being based on the breed like a boxer who is jumpy and crazy maybe you need an older child in the home so they actually will pre-vet the house to make sure that there's a success story with the dog um, and you so you're less likely to return them to the shelter or you know another bad situation right right. Um, and make sure that dogs and cats and so on aren't given away for free because we all know they can end up in bad hands yeah um, with people that put on the front that they're good and don't end up being good (laughs) so So do people pay when you adopt do you pay when you adopt a pet oh yeah okay yeah so pet adoption um the other good thing is they all come spayed or neutered and with their up-to-date vaccines Mm -hmm. so your new pet is all up to date on everything okay and they're not going to have any illegitimate children (laughs) (laughs) well i remember when we got tigger because we were looking for a boxer and i was on pet finder Mm -hmm. so i had a search set up for pet finder looking for boxer or boxer mixes and Tigger's face popped up like this and so I reached out and um, she asked me to fill out the application and the one thing that I did was I I wrote a letter because I wanted I wanted the foster mom and the the rescue poet rescue to know that we're a good family we have young kids we love being outdoors and I do understand there are a lot of families especially during COVID everybody went out and got a pet and then they had to go back to work and now they're like oh I can't be home for my dog um and that was just a non-negotiable for us and I wanted the I wanted you guys to know that like 
you know, because you guys ask a lot. There are a lot of questions on the adopt. Well, what if the what if the dog bites or what if the dog pees in the house? Like I was like, we're not returning him. We're not <laughs> returning him. We're not returning him. We're not returning him. He's a part of our family. He gets in the car and goes to the cabin with us. Um, so those are things that you can that you can think about. You can send a letter in. And I remember Carol called. Um, and she was like, we loved your letter. Yeah. <laughs> and would you would you be interested? And in, at the time it was Wilson because the litter was going off of um, house, the house cast. Yeah. And so I'm like, yes, let's go. And so 10 days before I gave birth to our son, <laughs> we brought home a brand new dog. <laughs> And Casey cried. She because Ryan picked him up from school and was like, "Oh, I got a surprise!" And so Casey was like, "You're getting a dog. You're getting us a dog." And Ryan was like, "I'm gonna throw him off the scent." So he took him to Dairy Queen, brought them home. <laughs> Casey's crying, licking her ice cream. Okay, well, there you go. It's a dog, and she's crying. And there's ice cream, and there's a dog. It was it was the best day ever. Poet rescues where it's at. Yes, and if you are a foster family, you get to figure out what you want to name the litter, too. Carol just took in another litter, two-day-old little pity mixes. So she is currently being a new mother, setting her alarm clock to bottle feed this litter of babies. And they are going to be the Detroit Lions litter. Yay! Well, I was going to ask how you become a foster parent, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll, like, have some puppies. But then you mentioned setting an alarm to bottle feed, and that is not for me. That's only for the... (laughs) ones that are young and this little box of puppies was left at the side of the road to die. Are you serious? Yeah, she just picked them up yesterday. People are like, you know. Still had the umbilical cords attached. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with people? But you do not have to foster tiny little babies. We have homes that love doing that and are certified with how to do the bottle babies. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all different ages and all these rescues are looking for fosters because that's the only way that these dogs are going to be saved Mm -hmm. is to have foster homes because all these different rescues are full. And, you know, with all of our cold weather now, there's so many more that are left out in the cold that they want to save, but without foster homes, they can't. So if you got a home, foster some puppies. Yes, please fill well, out if, an application and foster. So where, real quick, um, where can people go um, online to connect with you, to connect with Poet in order to fill out an adoption form or a foster form? You can follow me on Facebook, Jill. Booga booga. <laughs> Jill we'll put Bukaya. her link in the show notes yes. about that. Yes, or www.poetanimalrescue.org. And you can fill out a foster application. Other good thing with being a foster home is you get first dibs at that cute little dog that you have. I think that's the trick, right? Like you guys are like, sign up for to be a foster parent. And then you put this adorable, loving, sweet pupper in somebody's hands. And they're like, well, you're mine now. (laughs) Exactly. And this is why Lino says I can't foster because they would (sighs) never leave. And I would have 50 dogs in my home. But, you know, it helps them to figure out their temperament and their characteristics. And then, yeah, if you love the dog, it stays there. If not, then you're helping a new family know, hey, this is how they are. This is their little quirks. And then you're also helping to pick that new family for that dog that you've been caring for. I love that so much. Do you have another fun question? (laughs) I don't know. If you had one wish, what would you wish for? Any wish in the whole wide world? Uh, more dogs, obviously. Right. Land to save more dogs. 
Well, I you're would, a realtor, so you can also yes, pick your land. I know. Exactly. You can make your one wish come true. I know. Exactly. She's like, got to get the hubby on board. We're working yes. on it. I want a lake house like Trish, but I also want land. So Lino tells me I can't have both. That's I a need lie. To find both. Uh, Rebecca Vincent has had some some land lately yes. that has a lot of land with lakes on it. So I think it is possible. What about like a yes. big pond? Can we can we kind of No, because I want to dip my toes and I've had the blood suckers on my oh, feet yeah. when I was little. So Leech- yeah. leeches are gross. I don't do muck. I need to do sandy bottom. Okay. Water. Well, yeah. we're gonna keep an eye out for you. Yeah. <laughs> our our three our three realtor powers combined. Right. Equals Captain Planet. I love it. Save the world. Exactly. (laughs) All right, friends. Well, that was our amazing interview with Jill. Thank you so much for joining us. Jill, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This was a good chat. I'm glad you came. We finally got you on. Yes. Finally wrote me in. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't write anywhere for you to respond. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Elite Lifers, you know the drill. Share the show, subscribe, like wherever you are listening, and make sure you hit those notifications so that you can be notified every time we drop new content, which is every Thursday. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Elite Life Podcast with Trish and Kylie. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend so we can keep delivering you more fantastic insights on grit, grace, and growth. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook, where we'll keep the ideas flowing to help you build a life you love and leave a legacy you can be proud of. Until next time.